Yesterday we talked about the fact that there are four ways of getting into the Word of God, and every one of them is commended. And commanded, say all four are both commended and commanded. All four are both commanded. By that I mean that, like the psalmist commends hiding the Word in the heart or memorizing. He says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, that's good. That's fine. But a lot of people don't take it as seriously as if it's a command in the Word. If obedience is the proof of our love, it makes a difference to me. Does it to you? I don't think it does to the average person. I don't think the average person as a Christian has ever come to the place where he made up his mind that he was going to do everything in his power to find out the will of God and do it. To obey is better than sacrifice. Some of us will sacrifice and, and give, but God says to obey is better than that. A little girl walked up to Joe Stump last night and handed him her complete paycheck for the week. And he, it, it bowled him over. There's sacrifice. And it touches the heart of God, doesn't it? One of the girls on the Youth for Christ staff just handed the whole thing over to her. Kind of broke Joe all up. And those things really touch our hearts. The little boy who came up and gave his $8, all the money he had in the world. He didn't know how he was going to eat, but he knew one thing. God told him to do that. Now, in that was more than sacrifice. To him, it was obedience. And God says, to obey is better than sacrifice. You know, I ask audiences, how many commands in the Word of God? Some say, well, uh, ten. Some will say, well, no, eleven. The ten plus the one. Others say, no, there's the ten plus the one plus the one. You know, a new commandment I give you. See, that makes uh, twelve. Well, uh, how many in the New Testament? Oh, oh, one. I beg your pardon. I have a little piece of paper home that's got now by the Great Commission Prayer League. And the name of it is 273 Commandments of Our Lord Relating to Christian Behavior. 273 things. It's in the heart of God. He wants in our hearts and in our actions. But when are we going to learn them? I don't know. Possibly any way to, to get these in our hearts but through the Word of God. But obedience is the great one. Over in Deuteronomy, we read what the great commandment, the greatest of all commandments, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. So the greatest commandment is what? Love. But tacked right on to it with the word and, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. The greatest commandment is tacked right on to the secret of keeping the greatest commandment. Say that. Now, children, let's sit up here. Sit up in your seats. The greatest commandment is tacked on to a statement, a 
of how to keep the greatest commandment. Say it. The greatest commandment. For in John, the 14th chapter, in the 21st verse, it says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. I'm going to repeat that, and then you repeat it. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. How can you keep them until you have them? Here it is. Love me with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. We started out on battleships, getting men to get into that book. By the time the war closed, we had one or more fellows who were faithfully uh, serving the Lord and witnessing for him out of the abundance of their heart on over a thousand battleships and various types of ships and over a thousand army camps. And I suppose there was no greater secret than that the fact that these men were in the book and the book was in them. The Word of God was the mighty force within that enabled them to do it. I'm not ashamed of the dunamis of God. The word dunamis, where we get our word dynamite and dynamo. And the word is actually that, a dynamo. It's, it will blast out sin. It will take and build up the life. And so, that is the secret. Now, it's one thing to know it's a good thing to do, but it's another thing if God commands us to do. And I give you this verse. Proverbs 7, 1 to 3. My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. Is that a suggestion or a commandment? That's right. Now the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That shows it's good. But here we read, it's not only good, but it's the will of God. And that makes a difference. And some of you men and you women that got started on the little berations and never got any farther, you're not playing around with a little bit of material. You're playing around with the very sentence that followed the great commandment of the Lord and the secret by which you could keep it. You dear people that quote the same verse and you say to the pastor, this is my favorite verse, instead of saying, this is my only verse. <laughs> you people, you have no right to do that. You have no right to excuse yourself and say, these gray hairs are keeping me back. God commands this thing. And to hear it, and to read it, and to study it, and to memorize it, they're all both commended, but they're commanded. Now, when, you, when you're writing for some material... At my office, you can ask for this chart to mark your Bible that I told you about on the edge. Also, you can ask for this little diagram, the hand. Just say, give me the hand, you know. Send me a copy of the hand. And they'll, they'll enclose one of these. 
And on these fingers, hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating, are several scripture references. And there's at least one in there that shows that this business is commended, and there's one, at least one verse that shows it's commanded in the Word. You can ask for that, and you can also ask for this wheel. Say, send me the wheel, the hand, and the chart, and that'll get those three things, and they won't cost you anything. All right. But now we want to get down to how. How are we going to do it? Well, we have a memory system. This memory system that, that we have put out is actually the sixth attempt that we ever made to get out of memory system. I'm going to show you what it consists of. It's, here's the B-rations and the IR pack. They are what I have here, and I'm going to show you those in a minute, but they are not part of the memory system. Our, they're not part of our tropical memory system. Now, when you write, don't write for the tropical memory system. <laughs> yeah, we get, all, we get orders every week. Please send me the tropical memory system. I guess they think it's one you can memorize better down below the equator. But anyway, it's the topical memory system because it's all arranged in topics. But this is the part that people get mixed up on. These two little fellas right here, the Viration and the IR pack, they are not part of the topical memory system. All they are are little sort of um, primers or, uh, well, what a diving board is to a pool. It's, it's just a, a launching platform into something. The pool and the platform are different. If you don't believe it, you get in the water and try to dive onto the platform. <laughs> They're different. Okay. Now here's the memory system. It's made up of a lot of little booklets. See this book and this book and this project set. This all goes with into the first step, along with these two items. Now, the, the, the topical memory system comes in four sections. First step, second step, third step, fourth step. And you can only get one at a time. And if you order this first one and you haven't finished it, you can't get the second one for a hundred bucks. Only way you can get it is to lie. How many of you want to lie? No, you can't get it for a thousand bucks. We learned a long time ago that we had to use something to keep people going. And we don't have a leverage. There's no great big prize. There's no award. There's no uh, diploma. When you go to Bible school or seminary, the teacher says, you do so and so, and if you don't, you, you flunk. But when you start this, we don't have any leverage like that. So we have to use another item. We use this... Uh, this uh, insatiable something within people that wants what it can't have. The first step includes these two little books, this memory project test, the initial test, and a little folder in which uh, all fixed up that'll bend over, and the verses that you cut out of this thing fit in there, and it fits in your little pocket. It's small. It'll fit in your pocket. All right? 
Then the second step includes this pack of 36 cards. And then this one. And then this one. But with each one of these three goes another booklet and progress test. Booklet and progress test. And then when you get all through a little certificate of completion if you want it, and a little book called On Your Own, On Your Own Memory, or Practical Principles for Scripture as a, mem as a Lifetime Project. Now, it so happens that the Navigator Memory System is not primarily designed to get you to memorize 108 verses. It's to teach you how to memorize and to do it without trouble. And to do it permanently. And to have them so when you want them, you got them. Now, you know, like you, suppose you were going up to rob a guy. You'd go and say, stick them up, stick them up. Oh, I forgot my gun. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. We want to be prepared. They go to pull that old arrow in the ball and, and we find it isn't in there. The ball, so you have to hit the guy over the head. But that's a lot more trouble because you got to chase it. Now, we want to be ready, don't we? With the Word of God, and we believe it can be done. And you know what? We can teach everybody to do it. Even a moron. There's hope for some of you. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is that we can teach this thing to the, the more people that know less get through this thing than the smarter people. You know why? The smarter people have a harder time with our system. Why? Because they won't do what we tell them. And you'll find that all through life people want to take a shortcut. A little boy goes to take piano lessons and they teach... Oh, that's going to be fun. Before he got spanked for playing the piano. Now he's going to, he gets to go and so he sits down at the piano and the teacher says, now look up here. Well, he doesn't want to look up here. He wants to look down there. He wants to play my country tizzly with one finger. But the teacher knows that if he's going to play that piano someday, he's got to look up here. Oh, what's those little things with the sticks on them? And the flags. Well, so those are half notes, quarter notes, eighth notes. Huh, that's funny. The eighth notes look bigger than the quarter notes. It's all Greek to him. But he's got to get it if someday he's going to sit down at that piano and open the book and play up it. Now, here's the way the average person memorizes Scripture. Just like a lot of people learn to play the piano. They sit down at the piano and they work about two hours on one piece. You know... And they, they hit those notes, you know, and they, they hit those notes. Well, finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks, they get through, they can play a little piece. But when they get through, they can only play that one little piece. That's not the way to play the piano. The way to play the, play the piano is get down to the basic rules. The way to learn to count money is to just say, well, that one that's a little bigger has got 25 of them in it, huh? 
Learn to count. 5, 10, 15, 20. Learn the multiplication table. The secret of mathematics, clear up to trigonometry, and, and uh, uh, the rest of it is the multiplication And the secret of learning to write is the alphabet. This little thing here is to teach you how to memorize. So when you get through the course, you're not finished, you're only begun. You say, but I don't want any more than that number of verses. Well, I feel sorry for you. I see Marge here. Marge, how, how many verses do you know now? About 500? What's the matter? How long have we been working with you? Three years. Well, that's all right. We expect, we expect a navigator or a navigatorette to learn at least 150 passages a year. At least. You know what that is? It's three a day. I mean, three a week. Three a week. Three little verses while you're eating 21 meals and seven snacks. <laughs> Don't kid me, you guys that are on a diet. <laughs> an inferiority complex he reaches <laughs> look three little tiny verses anybody can do it anybody can do it but you've got to make up your mind that's all now what we want to do is to teach you this and so we start you out with a little initial test if you do ever get the math course don't you sneeze at this little book here's the secret of it in here we show you the five problems you're going to have and how to overcome them. Five problems and how to overcome them. And when you get all through, you've got your second win. It's easy. And you can go along with your memory so that in your little pack that you carry around in your pocket, fixing up your own verses, why, there they are, your three new verses and your old 21. The last 21 you reviewed. You learned. Now, the minimum is three verses a week for a navigator. We expect that. If a fellow's been at it ten years, we expect him to know at least 1,500 passages. You say, doesn't he mix them up? No. The farther he goes, the easier it gets. The farther he goes, the easier it gets. But because there's something about it. Because your mind is capable of, of tremendous possibilities. And you, you give your mind a start and it'll finish on out. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Now, the ten brought the twelve out, but I can bring the twelve out without the word ten. Three, six, nine, twelve. Because he learned it that way. Little boy. Blue. See? <laughs> you think I had him all fixed ahead of time? <laughs> Now, I can make him say blue without saying little boy. Three cheers for the red, white, and blue. I'm going to try somebody else. He's stuck in a rut there. <laughs> I hit her in the eye and it turned black and blue. blue. Isn't that an awful thing for a lady to do? All right, now watch. I can say, it's, it's the way you put your mind in gear. John 3.16. Say with me. John 3.16. Now, how many First John three sixteen? Hereby perceive we the love of God. Second Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. See, 
First Timothy 3.16, but without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. That little change of from 1 Timothy to 2 Timothy changes my whole thinking, the same as when I say 2.468. Now that's why we ask you to memorize the reference with it. Don't think of the reference here and the verse here. Think of them all along. You quote it in it. Now we tell you to do that, but you won't do it. Therefore, you're going to go without knowing where they are. And it only takes one split second longer. So do what we tell you in there. And we say, put the reference for and at. I can just keep on quoting 316. The number 316 doesn't throw me off. Malachi 3.16, then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another. See? Um, Acts 3.16, in his name, true faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him, and so on. Or uh, Galatians 3.16, now to Abram and his seed were the promises given. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto thy seed. Philippians 3.16, nevertheless, for unto we have already obtained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now I have a very, very, very poor memory. I'm just like everybody else when it comes to trying to remember any name and anything else. I hear a story and I forget it. The only reason I've got those verses is I obey a little rule that we teach you in this course. Now, you fall out that rule. And if I used that rule in connection with names and other things, I'd get them. Now, the way you do is you get your verses, you do what you're told in here, and you'll be all right as long as you do that. And near the end, we begin to show you how to, to go after your own. You're learning three verses. You put them on your little cards. You carry your cards with you everywhere you go. If you're a, if you're a lady and you wash dishes, why... Uh, you can have that up there and don't get in the rut of just leaving them there for the time you wash dishes. When you leave and you go downtown, put them in your purse. While you're waiting for the bus, why, well, you can work on them. When you're driving down the street, uh, you can pray for a red light and then while it goes red, well, you can look down and... <laughs> now, I used to like green light. But when I learned to do... You know, when I learned how to, 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 to do these verses with the red and green lights... I'll be going along, and if I'm working on my verses at the time, you know, I sometimes get disturbed because all the lights are green. I slow down so one will go red. Then I can look at my verse. <laughs> and then I'll glance at it, and it's long enough for you to glance through the verse, and then you drive on down meditating on it. I learned my first thousand verses driving a truck, a verse a day on this truck. And I never ran over very many people. <laughs> That's nuts. All right. Now, I don't mean that you, uh, you know, keep one eye on the road, but you can also do it. It's all in the heart and in the mind. But here's the way we do it. We learn three verses. And then we get them by the end of the week or we bust, and we don't want to bust. You know, I heard about the little boy's mother said, Johnny, if you eat any more of that... Okay, you'll bust. He says, well, pass it and get on the road. <laughs> well, the point is, if you make up your mind, we don't have very many people who say, I will. You say, I'll try. I hope so. I'll, I'll, I'll do this, that, and But when you say, I will. I used to have these 
dear people that cried all the time about, you know, the old nav plan was a verse a day. And we cut it down to three to, to take care of, uh, of, of everybody, the busiest of the busy. But in those days when they were crabbing about one a day, I thought, well, I'm going to break this up. And I decided to learn seven a day for seven, for two weeks. Well, now that's rough because seven one day and I had to quote the 14 the next day and the 21 the next day. And I was working 10 hours. Well, I got up a little earlier and I went to bed a little later. But I made up my mind and I would do it. You can do what you want to do. You learn your first three verses the first week. You quote them more perfectly before you go to bed if you have to hang by one leg from the chandelier <laughs> to keep awake. <laughs> and if you do it the first week, you won't do it the second because it's, it's too hard and you don't want to, and you'll hurry the next week. <laughs> so the second week, you learn three more, and then you quote all six by the end of the week, and all nine by the and all uh, twelve, and fifteen, and eighteen, and twenty-one. And then your new three, so you never have more than 24 verses in your pack once you're through the course and you start on your own. Now, how long does it take me to review those verses? Here, I ask this question. How many times do I review a verse before I call it memorized? Ask me. 49 times. Now, you see, I mean business, don't I? Forty-nine times I review my verse before I call it memorized. Don't ever say, oh, I memorized the verse one day and forget it the next. You do not. You didn't memorize it. If you put it in your memory, it would be there. But you didn't get it into your memory. You got it so you could quote it. Change your lingo. You say, I memorized it one, one week and I forget it the next. No, you did not write it in the memory. In Chinese, the word... That Proverbs 7, 3 says, where we say, write it on the heart, they say, carve it on the heart. You ever see a boy putting his girl's initials in a tree? <laughs> okay, he goes down, and he's down, and he keeps going over and over that, you know. <laughs> Tender. <laughs> that's, that's the way you get the first turn. Now, you say, what do you mean? You, you've learned 21 the last seven weeks and you got three new. You mean you review those 21 verses every day? Yes. And as I bring in three new, I take off three old. And I review those 21. Every day for seven weeks. That's 49 times. You say, how long does it take? Well, I'm going to show you. Give me four, give me some verses you know. Give me a reference you know. All right, give me another one. Not just the theorizing journey, but what? Philippians 1 6. Philippians 5 17. 2 Corinthians 5 17. What? Who? Hmm. <laughs> I used to know that, and I haven't reviewed it for a while. Uh, it's sold as soon as it should die, that one. But I, I'm. Give me another one. What? All right, now take a second hand in time. Or give me one more, I'll take five. What? All right, Romans 5. Eight. Now take, take a second hand in time. Now you watch the second hand. 
And see how long it takes to quote these five verses. All right? Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 6. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my brother, beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Uh, Philip, uh, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Philip, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. John 16:24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and, shall, and receive that your joy may be full. John 16:24. There was one other. Romans 5:8. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5:8. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. One minute. Five verses. To review my 21 verses. I can do them in from four to eight minutes. Now, isn't that an awful, awful big job to do the greatest, to get, get ready for the greatest business in the world? You spend that much time on Dick Tracy and little orphan Annie. No, I don't mean that because people who read Dick Tracy don't like little orphan Annie. But Dick Tracy... <laughs> Dick Tracy and... Uh, Buck Rogers. Huh. We spend so much time. But the point is, there are a lot of little things that haven't clicked in our mind. First, we haven't realized it's important. Second, we've not made up our mind. Third, we never even got started. The greatest waste of time is, is the waste of time in getting started. Fourth, if we do get started, we get sidetracked. You've been being sidetracked from the time you were born. Sidetracked on the things that take a little drive and a little energy. And I believe one reason that a lot of Christians are a washout for the Lord Jesus Christ are, this, are a washout for the same reason they are that when they start to memorize, they get sidetracked. It's hard for flesh and blood. It's hard to think. The brain doesn't like to think. We like to sit down in a nice soft chair in a cool breeze. Put her feet up and drink tea. That's fun. Hello, Mary. Oh, you say you have the... What did you say Mrs. So-and-so did? Oh, tell me. You know, there are a lot of things that are easy. This is work. It's spiritual. And anything spiritual is work. And flesh and blood doesn't like to work. Likes to float to heaven on a flowery bed of ease. But it can be done. And if you'll follow the few little rules we give you there, you can do it. And that little system I just showed you, you review a verse 49 times before you set it aside. And you can set it aside a while, and it'll be there when you want it, when you come back. And then all you have to do is dust them off. It takes a while to build that table and put everything else on and buy it and get it in its place. But after that, you just have to dust it off. And we dust our verses off by, in addition to taking three new ones and reviewing the last seven weeks every day, 49 times that is, and you take the last three off and put them in a box and add three new ones. In addition to that, once in a while you pick out some of these old ones and you just sort of go over them and, and meditate on them and 
Once in a while you can say, Lord, I'm going to give you an extra ten minutes today and review another little thing. I'll tell you what, your problem, once you get over the hump on this and get your second wind, your problem won't be to try to take time. It gets to be such a wonderful thing that you can't keep away from it. My heart standeth in awe at thy word. I rejoice that thy word is one that findeth great spoil. And a man that finds spoil and he has treasures, he likes to go look at them. He likes to go look over his, his, his gems and to study them. Or if, he, if his, if his uh, treasure is in his plants out in the yard, he likes to go out and look them over. If his treasure is in working in the workshop and building things, he likes to go look it over. If his treasure is in painting, he likes to do it, and he likes to study his painting. Life is such a big job, and the tragedy is that when you fail, everybody you work with and try to get to do it fails. I found the Lord through memory of Scripture. In my little town of 5,000, where I was saved, there wasn't a boy that would, God could put his hand on and say, I want you to talk to Doss Trotter. I discovered that later. I went to all four churches in town. Three of them didn't have any young people. One had 50. In this group of 50 young people, there were only about 15 fellows and about 35 gals. I dropped in on them one night. I'd been arrested two nights before. And I promised God if he kept me out of jail, I'd, go to, I'd do what he wanted. And I went to church, and that night in the providence of God, they started a little memory course. I mean, a, a little contest, and then it was memory of Scripture. They were to be there beyond time, put money in the collection, carry a testament, bring somebody, and, and learn some verses. And they handed me ten verses. And I went ahead and I memorized them. You know why I memorized them? Because I didn't know how Christians did things yet. There were 50 Christians in that young people's society, and I came back the next week with my 10 verses to earn my 50 points to help my side so we wouldn't have to pay the, for the refreshment. And you know how many of the 50 Christian kids had learned their verses? None. One girl had learned three. A year later, after I began to get a blessing, after I was saved two weeks later, through those very verses that I memorized, the first ten were on salvation. So when I quoted the ten that night and got 50 points and put my side ahead, they came around afterwards and they handed me another little slip of paper with ten more reverends on They said, here's ten more. <laughs> I found how they do things in church. Find a guy that does it and give him the rest of the job. <laughs> Now, the first ten verses were on salvation. Romans 6, 23, 3, 23, 5, 8, and all those. And the second were on living the, victor living the Christian life. Limited to Miss Mills and Miss Thomas, who picked those verses out, know that the man they've been praying for every day for six years was going to be converted to them. That's like God, isn't it? Six years before, in her general science class, Miss Mills put my name down and began to pray for this culprit. Well, I found the Lord. And on the way to work, it was through the scripture going through my mind, John 5, 24, and John 1, 12, that I accepted the Lord. And then it was through the next few days, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. 
And Philippians 1, 6, that one of you said there, Be confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. And 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Listen, if Miss Mills and Miss Thomas hadn't put 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in that second pack of cans, and I hadn't learned it, I wouldn't be standing before you today. I'd be in sin in all the lives that I've ever had the privilege of leading to Christ. And all the men and women that I've been able to get to study the Word of God, I'd have never done it. Because I had a certain sin in my life, and nothing else could stop me. And I was sinking deeper into it. And I'd try, and I'd fail, and try and fail, and try and fail. And then one day I went out and prayed, Almighty God, I need help. I needed more than a story about somebody else's victory to help me. I needed the living word of the living God. And 1 Corinthians 10, 13, kingdom of mind, there is no temptation taking you. And so on the strength of that verse, I tried once more. And this time the Lord brought me through. But you all know that you don't have to, to, to uh, stick a knife in a guy's heart and give him poison shoot him in the back, put him down, running over, and then drop a telephone pole on him. Do you? Any one of them will stop him. And a lot of new Christians and a lot of old Christians are stopped, are made ineffective, fruitless, because somewhere along in their Christian life a sin comes along and they stay in that sin and their prayers stop reaching heaven because if I regard sin as iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me and they can't lead anybody to Christ because... Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear, but your sins have separated between you and your God. And if that verse hadn't been there, and when you fail to get this in your heart, somehow you don't have the power to get somebody else to do it. All you Sunday school teachers might give some little rewards and get a bunch of children learning a few verses, but I'm talking about meeting grown-ups that are meeting the problems of life. I challenge any one of you that are failing in anything in your Christian life to successfully build it in another's life. See that little chart? We got this course out in 46, in 47, 3600 in row, in 48, 3900, in 49, 4800, in 52, 10,411. We don't advertise the topical memory system. I, I have never spent as much time as I have this morning in my life. I've never spent this much time talking about the topical memory system to a group of people uh, that are more or less strangers. I've done it with a small group of our navigators and showing them the, the reason why. But those people that started this started because somebody else won. Only one out of four that start this finish. And as I say, it isn't the smart one, usually. But the one out of four that finished get a whole bunch of other people. How many of you ever heard of Mrs. Alexander Kerr? of the Kerr Jar. She's a wealthy widow. She went through this. Eighty-seven people she enrolled in this and paid their way. Well, after she got through it. Your victory will help another. Now, how do we get people started in that? 
The course that I had before this one, we had the topical arrangement. We had the 35 subjects instead of 36. Incidentally, while I got it open, here's the German duration, here's the Dutch, there's the French. Here's, the, I'll show you the Chinese. There's the Chinese. Chinese. Here's the Japanese. We have them in other languages. We just gave Joe Weatherly okay on Hindi. He's going ahead out there. We're making Joe the, the top man on distribution of it out there. Now here's the 36 card. Shows the 666. And it's 36 subjects. And this is on the Christian life. And the second six are on the gospel. This is, this is all, all these cards have a one at the top. To show it's set one. There's set two. There's a little two at the top and a three. Then there's a little outline here. The A's, the B, C, D, E, F. There's the A1, A2, A3, A4, A5, A6. C1. Now this second one, for instance, is the gospel. The fact is sin. It's results. Penalty must be paid. Christ paid it. It's free, but you must accept we have scores and scores of letters in my office from sailors who had learned these first 12 verses. And when they wrote in for the, after the initial test, they said, I finished the initial test. Please send me the next step. By the way, I led my first soul to Christ. We had scores of fellows that were made the cap, were made the chaplain of their ship on destroyers and and the other ships that weren't big enough for a chaplain by fellows that had only learned this first little set because at least they had something to give. And if you get started and you get in it for the Lord, then pretty soon as you're going along, why, it just seems as though the Lord prepares you for the next increase. And there are a lot of people, there are hundreds of people, there are thousands of people today that aren't in the Word because some of you people right here started and fell by the wayside. You're down. There's nothing wrong with being down, but get up. Brother often tells me, he says, I don't, I, I don't want to accept the Lord because I can't hold out. I tried once and failed. I said, well, get up. Try again. Even if you fall down again, it will at least change the point of irritation. <laughs> get up. Move out. Give this thing to God. This needs almost as much of a major decision as when you're going to do something a lot bigger because Satan hates it. Now, as I say, how are you going to get people to tackle that? In the old days when the NAV work started in 1933, we didn't have it broken down in steps. We had it all in one big hunk. You got all the whole stack of verses at once. We used to hand them to a navigator and say, Sink or swim. <laughs> And we got the survival of the fittest, but the Bible says to strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees, doesn't it? And it says God has chosen the weak thing, huh, didn't he? Yeah. And so we began to study that thing. And gradually we woke it, wrote, broke it down, 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 until we had this little tiny bottle of milk with some dextromolus in it. <laughs> I have five children. <laughs> okay. Huh? Okay. So this first little beeration tells this brand new babe of the problems he faces and how to overcome them. And 
Then if he finishes the little berations, he gets the IR pack, instruction in righteousness, that he might be furnished to good works. And then if there's eight little chapters. There's an introduction. Then there's a chapter in here on preparation for victory. And it shows him what God promises by way of victory, but how he can get it. And the first verse in here tells how to get it. You know, it's one thing to have, suppose there are eight rooms with a lock on each. And there's a, there's a treasure in each room. You need the key to each room. And here's the key to this great treasure house of victory. The second chapter says God's going to supply every need. But the second little card he learns is the treasure to that supply. How to get it. And then the next one is how it can be done. And he learns how on the third card. And then the fourth one tells, fourth little chapter tells that love is the answer of all the problems and what God says about that. And then you and the church no matter how much you get them reading the Bible, studying the Bible, memorizing the Bible, you know what makes ism? It's these lone wolf guys that get off and they're going to start studying the Bible and, and, and uh, be a little law all unto themselves. But God gives pastors and teachers for the purpose of kind of balancing us out and pointing out error. I'll give you pastures according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And we show them how the, the Lord teaches them not to forsake the assembling of themselves together. This is for a new Christian. The place of good work. What God wants and how to do it. Then giving joyfully. And then witnessing for Christ. All of those things should be taught to the new Christian. Now if he's only learning three verses a week. It takes him three months to learn now. No, it takes him uh, uh, to see. If he learns three a week, it takes how long? A month. Now, it's a month before he gets these very vital things in his heart. But by the time he's learned those and these, he has sort of found out he can hold that spoon in his, and he can feed himself. And what a joy it is. And then, in the end of this, it tells him how he can go on if he wants to and to get into this course. Now these little fellows, they happen to be a printer's nightmare. All printers shake their head when you bring these things around because they got to back this deal out like this and then when they stuff this thing in here, all little booklets like this are, are folded, stapled into the cover and the cover's cut afterwards. But because this has to be stapled or cut before the stapling, it's, it, it, it's just a mess to, to put together. Then they have to be folded and the cards are separate and then they have to be assorted and uh, put in. And so the, the price of these are a little, a little expensive. Uh, and yet we have to keep it this way because there's something intriguing to the average person about having a little booklet and the little cards all together. These things cost uh, eight cents. And that doesn't seem like much now. We spend, we, I went over there and I bought a, I said, a, a small orange juice and, and she took 15 cents and I looked down and I, 